All right, Ira, we're here. It's our first in-person podcast for EBTBY since pre-COVID. Welcome to my apartment. <laughs> hey, I can tell Paul's, uh, Paul's already intimidated by my presence in the podcast room. Couldn't even pour me a drink in advance of the Oh, I'm pretty excited. I'm, I'm so excited I didn't even think about it. We, we got caught up here ordering McDonald's, uh, potentially weighing a guest appearance that may not come to fruition now. And uh, trying to set up these fancy microphones, uh, courtesy of our only podcast sponsor, Oleana, uh, who, who bought microphones for Ira and I, and neither of us could get them working for tonight. But um, we'll, we'll have it. production's not easy. Yeah, well, well, you know, I didn't know what I was working with here, and we'll have it going for next time. So we'll have nice, clear audio for you guys. But uh, I do feel energized having you back in person here. It's a little different than, you know... Looking at the screen, looking at, then like changing the window to look at my fantasy. I could kind of look at you, then look at my fantasy and uh, browse and shop, you know, while you're rambling on about something. It's, it's pretty nice. Yeah, it's beautiful. You have a meal, you have a drink, you know, just limited options. I got my, my every flavor beans box with me for a nice snack during the podcast. I, I, I brought out the uh, fizzing Whizbees. So maybe we should start there. We, we, did, we did go last week with John in the midst of Omicron fever. Uh, well, to well, right. <laughs> no, to um, to the Harry Potter Experience store in New York. Uh, what were your overall impressions of the store? As I pour you, what drink do you want? Uh, we have that little honey thing going. We can uh, take advantage of the uh, the little honey thing. The bottle. What bottle? Your choice of bottle, Paul. Come on. Oh, well, why is that honey? I think it's. I think it is honey flavored. Uh, let's see. The whiskey I got is. Um, it has savor, uh, it's a savor, subtle lemon and sweet heather honey as, uh, very good. Okay. Pete smoke. Uh, ice. Uh, yes, please. All right. So you, ice, you, you tell the, the listeners about your experience as I begin pouring this. Right. Me. So you have to keep in mind, we have been to Harry Potter World Universal Studios, uh, back in our, our fest days when we were young men. Um, so. It really feels like ages ago. Well, it kind of was, yeah. A different world back then. Um, but yeah, the store in New York, it was, you know, two stories, had some butter beer on tap. You could take home some bottles if you wished. Um, I'm glad we got the VR experience. It was about 34 bucks and we were able to do, uh, the escape from Hogwarts, I believe. Or like uh, the Hog- Hogwarts take flight or something. Hogwarts take flight. Right. So yeah, we were, uh, so that experience was kind of cool. Um, John went Slytherin naturally, uh, cause you know. If any of us was going to be... Well, let, let's pause. What, what I was referring to is when you go into the room, they give you some options of what you want your avatar to look like in the VR experience and to choose your house. None of these things came to fruition at all once you're in the VR experience. True. It was, it was more just gimmicks to get you excited. But, uh, to kill time so it made it seem like you were <laughs> not just in the, in the VR for about five uh, minutes. Like which in the footage changing room. You know, I mean, I think I, think I, was, I think I was dead already. I think I got Fred or, yeah, before the experience began. Um, but it was, it was kind of cool. It was kind of lame at the same time. I'm glad we did it once. Um, Paul's spell casting was a little mellow. I thought he could have brought a little more to his spell cast. I think I was the only one actually screaming spells in the room, right? It was you and the one other dude. I mean, I was like... And, and when, I, when I heard him screaming it, I'm like, oh, this sounds so dorky. I really need to stop. Like... It would, be, it would actually have been much more fun if we had, like, a room full of our friends doing it because, like, we all would have just been goofy. Like, swap in, like, Trevere and Garrett for those two people and it would have been a lot of fun, I think. Because we would have just been as dumb as possible. No, I, I agree with you. Then, yeah, some profanity would have been dropped or something. I mean, 
when they, they did it inside, I think when we were in the pre-room, they were like, oh, like the spells are also like audio activated. Cause like, yeah, yeah the, because the whole like, thing's a lie. It was either like you throw it as a hammer basically, or you, or it's audio activated. Yeah, like a wand stick. And like neither thing seemed to really work for me. The wand stick worked. You just like, you had to do the full like range of motion. You couldn't just like snap your wrist. That wasn't going to do it. You shouldn't have to be Serena Williams to, to fly a room <laughs> and throw some spells in a virtual reality experience. That's all I'm saying. They should have a button as like a fail safe on the wand if like it's not throwing properly, you know? <laughs> well, yeah, like why like not? Bumper along casting. Well, just like you know, if the fail safe is the audio activation, like might as well have a button that you can just press to throw a spell too. Why not? What's the difference? Oh, I think if you want to, yeah, like, it's, it's like I'm just gonna stand there clicking the button. I didn't I'm gonna, pay thirty four bucks to press the button though. You know, I at least want to like move my arm when I'm casting. You did. You sat on like a proper broomstick, so it was kind of like a motorcycle. You know, that could bend left to right or up and down. So. And there were some, some missed effects, you know, so like you were crashing into the London River, the uh, Thames, you know. So, I mean, I'd give it like a 5 out of 10, the VR experience. Yeah, I'd say if you have a day lying around and some money to burn, well, no harm, no foul. Uh, we, we thought there'd be a little bit, like, more interesting stuff in the store. It was pretty lame. Um, but yeah, I, it, good, good experience overall. And the butterbeer was delicious. The butterbeer was delicious, and you got to get it from the tap. You know, don't just get the bottles to go home. You got to get it from the tap there. It's a, a different experience. All right. Uh, and then we got dollar slices. So, you know, a proper New York uh, Harry Potter visit. We got dollar slices. We go home. We have a little birthday celebration for Ira over the weekend, watching some, uh, some boxing, playing some Mario Kart, yada, yada, yada. And uh, got a little sleepy before the boxing, buddy. Omicron fever took full effect. Um, and now we're in this place in, in our fantasy league, uh, which, you know, I think this is as good a transition as ever. Uh, the league does not quite look how we thought it would on, on draft night, Ira. Does it not look, kind of look how we thought it would? Well, not the, the, the standings are how, they, how we thought they'd look. But, the, if you, you know, I, I don't think this will be a team-by-team breakdown podcast. Uh, you know, looking through the rosters, ha- half the rosters are on the IL right now. Um, the ones that, that are not in that state have been ad dropping guys who were not in the league two weeks ago. Um, it's kind of a disaster and, uh, kind of, kind of breaking me as far as fun and fantasy. I don't know. It was all fun and games for me at the beginning when none of my players were getting sick and all my competitors were, See, but. So for me, the, the, I just think you guys have the wrong perspective with this whole enterprise. Like the reality is you might not like that. You know, your dream roster that you drafted on draft day is failing to deliver the goods that you are expecting. But, like, you, every tool in your arsenal that is needed to take advantage of the situation, to appreciate, like, the Isaiah Thomases, the Joe Johnsons, the Lance Stevensons that are re-entering this league. But so should I be dropping real players in the middle of the season to, to just get, like, a few extra games? In, in... That's every manager's decision, Paul. I know. I mean, we can assess your roster, and I'm sure we'll assess a few of them today and point out kind of... The flawed management's taking place here. I mean, well, I, I don't know. you got to... But there's no, there's no consistency. You pick guys up who had a great game yesterday because they, they kind of stepped into this role and then they test positive for COVID that night at, 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 this, at 6 p.m. We're all, when, we're all looking at the same information. It would be one thing if, like, only the Bulls had COVID, you know? And, like, everybody who had the Bulls was, like, getting fucked this season. But right now, we're all on an even playing field. We can see how this is going to go. Every player is going to get it. Like, Kat's getting it right now. Anthony Edwards had it a week ago. And, like, it's basically every player on your team is going to have COVID. And you need to calculate where you can get an advantage and where you might need to lose some games for a week. Yeah, well, I, I, I definitely think there's um, people with, like, loaded single-team uh, 
you know, like having a lot of guys on a single team, which has never been a great thing for fantasy anyway, um, are really feeling the, the burn this year. Like Tre- Trev having all those nets right now is really just not going to be good. Um, well, Harden's about to come back, like I think, for the uh, Christmas special. So, you know, it's kind of KD, hands yeah. baton to Harden, and he takes it from here. We, all, we also have to see, uh, apparently, the NBA may be changing their COVID policy soon to be more like the NFL's, allowing a shorter time uh, in quarantine um, so, so, so this may change as we roll into the new year too. Um, we're in uncharted territory here. You know, I, I understand it's different times, but like, it's the same game. I, like you have the same tools at your disposal to overcome this challenge. And like, we'll talk about Justin more on the podcast, but like in this context, like, I don't think you can really blame somebody for wanting to make moves. Like when, you know, you're seeing five. No, no, but it's, it's annoying that like he was literally dead in the water and now he's just getting the advantage. Like he, Mister Mister complains about like not being able to schedule how his team is going to be two years in advance based on rule changes. You know, like he's literally been able to take advantage because he has such a bad team at the bottom that there's no downside for him to be cycling in the bottom six guys when there's COVID stuff going on, and and probably up to the bottom eight for him. So it's like he got because he. Fucked his roster for this year. It's actually been a huge benefit now with COVID. Uh, hopefully, this will all self-correct, and as the league gets healthier by you know February, he'll be back dead in the water when playoff time comes around. But um, you know, hopefully, he's just not building these huge leads, and then he's one or two trades away from from you know our our bottom dwellers who aren't going to move. Um, you know, to to being a true playoff team, it's it's very interesting right now. I, I definitely think the luck factor has increased. I mean, just because there's a lot more variance now in the league. I mean, but it's, I mean, if you're not going to respond to that and like try and adjust your roster. I but mean, who's not trying? I mean, lots of us have lots of airdrop power. I mean, there's a lot of teams that aren't making that many moves right now. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of people who feel that they can hope. Look, part of that is that the bottom, uh, what, four, I would say at this point, are, are out of contention. And uh, four ev- is still in it, I'd say. And, and everyone else is really in a very tight pack. Bottom so, three is clearly, yes. Uh, it seems like they're done for now. So I think most people think they can just hold their position and get lucky one or two weeks here uh, and just kind of ride ride a top eight spot for a bit. Hold on, I, I get your roster back, and, and, and pop in. I mean, Look, ju- again, ju- Justin, Justin, was, Justin was like the, th- the second or third worst team in the league three weeks ago, and now he's surged up. That wasn't because of COVID, though. That was because I think his schedule has been soft. I mean, everyone's getting like the soft schedule swing. I mean, that's built in. He, he only beat Dan 5-4 back in week five. In week six, he caught me when my team was on a down injured week. And then he took down Corey, who was injured, took down Eric, and took down Levy. But, but you, Those were two of the we're talking, teams. We're, we're talk, okay, but you, he didn't take advantage of Dan, and he got, got you on a COVID week, right? Or injury week. Just injury week. Okay, yeah. but so, so that's my point. He, his team wasn't very good. He, he, he's now taking advantage of the swing. Um, but his team's not good, which is fine. Uh, look, I, last year I managed a not great team and, and moved it up to the playoffs. That's like, that's part of the game. That's how it should be. Um, but to sit here and say like, you know, the rest of us aren't making moves, and, and that's why Justin's taking advantage now when the rest of us aren't is not really genuine. I think um, everyone else in that besides Trevere, obviously, uh, is is hovering around fifty moves now, pretty much. Um, Deron and Corey on the lower side there, but I think that's why they're going to keep. Kind of diverging one way, and the, the top seven are going to go another way. But um, yeah, I think I think the key here is just hang on to that top seven pack, and uh, it's a real cross country race here. You got to hang on to that pack and and hope that that things get right soon. I got I got to give I got to give just a little bit of credit still. I mean, 
some of these players, so he has a Drew Holiday, he's got a Donovan Mitchell, he's got a DeMontis Sabonis, he's got a Julius Randle. These are all like... I, I didn't realize he went to the ESPN players. school of commentary here. Like he got a DeMontis Sabonis, a, a Justin Holiday. Oh my God. You're just writing him off. I'm just... And then, but then you have to realize he made an excellent draft pick with Scotty Barnes. Jared yes. Vanderbilt was a great pickup as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, this team has some pieces. And, you know, if you have seven good players, you don't got to do that much more to be competitive. You make a few good moves every week. You find yourself in a good place. Now, I won't disagree that. I mean, I think he's digging himself into a hole here with his near-term selfish play. Uh, you know, just, I mean, some things you can't defend in if you have a history of being... Super aggressive, you know, trying to cut every corner, just like, you know, you don't have no ground to stand on. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think Justin might want to take a bigger term picture, a perspective. And also, like, this team's not going to win in the playoffs. You mean that you're concerned that people are going to finally turn against him on the moves if he makes too many moves? I mean, I, yeah, I would say the league I'd like to hear. It, I'd like to hear it on the record. Well, well, I think if a manager makes 300 moves, you know, the league might find that to be, you know, outlandish. But... I don't know. I mean, that's we have to see how things play out. Justin makes a trade or two. He's going to slow down with the moves. But yeah, I would say that, you know, just having too much naked aggression is not necessarily a good thing for one's long-term standing in the league. I mean, Justin's <laughs> got to be a little smarter here. I mean, I don't know. But Justin's always trying to get every advantage he can. He's yep. not looking into long-term benefit. Well-being in the league. No, never. It's it's what 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 can I do for myself lately is, uh, is his philosophy. So that's well, fine. We'll give him a chance to defend himself on the podcast, uh, you know. But... And at the end of the day, it goes back to, you know, it might, it, it might be good for the league, but it's not great for Justin. You know, that, that, that saying he had long ago still stands. Yeah. That said, in his defense this year, I will say, again, with the, with the way that the bottom three managers have performed, like, you know, it is refreshing to see someone trying to get themselves in, into the groove of things, not just sitting on their, their, their fat rosters, uh, Mr. Zion Williamson. Sitting on, on Dan's team, wow, like Dan's had a brutal. I mean, yeah. just cut the guy at this point, right? Because, I mean, are you, are you trying to? I'm looking at his roster. He actually has no one. He has. Oh, I'm sorry, I misread that. I was looking at the wrong spot. Right. Yeah, like like clear clear that roster spot and move someone else to the IL at this point. Like, come on. What? He's not, you can't drop Zion. I mean, you want it, him as your is keeper? Zion still a keeper? I don't think so. I think it's a fair question. Yeah, I don't. I just don't think so. I think you can't drop him. Now. I think I think you still have to carry him and see how if he comes back and plays like thirty games for your basketball. Yeah, he plays thirty games every year though, and he's incredible in those thirty games. But you're not. He's only been the league. He, he's not a depth enough manager to 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 like have that guy. Anchor, like he's not Trevier with Kyrie, you know. Like Trevier can handle Kyrie on his roster because the rest of the roster is loaded right now, well, but, I mean, and he knows what and he knows what he's doing. Dan's playing for next year already, though. No, I mean this team's already done. I, I understand in which that. Case, but Zion still has at least D- like a. D- Dan's goal. Dan's goal should have been and it should be really most seasons now is just to to prove that he's mediocre. That that should really be the goal. It's not to win, he's not winning sternums. His goal should be to prove that he's not this this guy who has a thirty two percent win percentage every year. Like, that's what he needs to do. I mean, this year's an off year for him. I mean, he didn't have yeah. the draft picks to play with. And, I mean, the Zion and Bam block has been pretty uh, pretty brutal. Yep. So, I, mean, I, I guess we will see if, you know, maybe the tanking strategy actually works better now for someone like him who will probably get better deals with the, with the rules in place um, than he may have otherwise. So uh, true. he may get so, more value than he's used to getting. So, uh, fair enough. We'll see how it goes. Just, I hope, I hope... You know, you can't even yell at guys for not setting their their lineups now anymore. It's like uh, it's a, it's pretty pretty tough sledding here. Yeah, no, it's hard to uh, with all the injuries that are popping up. Boy, one can uh, I can't 
audit this myself to really say if uh, lineups are being set at this point. Yeah. Has, has what's gone on this year given you, like, I, this is the first time I actually seriously thought, like, okay, maybe, like, I, you know, if we were moving to a new platform that didn't have our current style of fantasy, like, I could kind of get on board. I don't think it's realistic, but, like, you know, I guess what I'm saying is there's all these better fantasy apps, but they don't do basketball the way we do basketball. It's all these newfangled formats. I mean, what are you looking... Well, you're, um, just, you're saying just because you're so dissatisfied with how this season's going with COVID that you want a different no, game? No, and, and first off, I think I'm still very much in the playoff hunt and the championship hunt. I, I, yeah, I don't see that, that being an issue. That, that's all I'm complaining about. I'm just saying that, like, if this is our reality for the next few years now. Like, this is not the most fun format of fantasy basketball necessarily, you know? You mean like COVID being a... Yeah, as a, as a factor, I yeah. I don't think we can assume that's going to be an issue. I mean, I hope next season that... We're not dealing with strains of COVID that are so, you know. And, I mean, I think, this, I think we have to see how this – the NBA is playing through this. Everyone's going to get two weeks off, and then they're going to be good for the rest of the year. If, if one guy dies, what are they going to do? I don't think they would stop playing if one guy died at this point because 300 players are going to be fine. Like, I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, I think a death will change the game in any of these sports if someone dies of COVID, but um... – it's, I think it's very unlikely. You're just saying you died from like a irregular heartbeat. You know, it's like gonna be bullshit. Ah, uh, they're over that. They're not doing that anymore. The NBA, the NBA would not fake a would not <laughs> fake a non-COVID death. You know. I mean, they want to keep games going. Right? I don't know. They do want to keep games going, but I don't think you know. Silver doesn't have quite the the David Stern in him that would require that. So it's crazy. By the way, it's crazy to me that I was thinking about this with, with Rutgers has a uh, Rutgers like most sports like they've been canceling a few games here or there. Rutgers basketball. Um, and like, I sent their email out today with like the new RAF protocols, Jersey Max Arena, excuse me. And I'm just thinking, like, now so you can't eat in the arena, you can only like have some water, and like you have to have, have be vaccinated, or show you have like, you pass the test, and it's like, remember when you used to be able to have like bottle caps in your soda? And like, the bottle caps were too big of a weapon. I was, the, I was at a game where someone threw a water bottle. On the court. It's just like, it's amazing. Like, we went through such a drastic measure. It's like, we couldn't have bottle caps for our sodas. <laughs> but it's like, okay, we'll play through COVID. That's not a problem. Like, everyone come on in. Like, we got to put some butts in the butts seats. Butts in the seats, yep. Well, I'll tell you, like, I, I think what's happening in a lot of these games, like, this is kind of a reset, at least in the state of New Jersey, where, like, a lot of people are rational. Because they had these, you know, you got to wear a mask unless you're eating food or, or drinking. But there's still a lot of assholes here in New Jersey. And, like, people would be like, oh, I'm going to buy my water, which they still could do. And then they'd have it, like, in their hand so they could have their mask down the whole game. You know, I think now this, this is kind of a new point where they're like, okay, we could actually enforce this if people are not, you know, actively drinking. And we, we wore them, you know, three times with the mask up and they refused. We could actually kick them out of the stadium because... Uh, I think with the shutdowns, they're going to start getting a little more serious on these things. The, the no food, to me, if you're actually eating food, I don't see what the problem is. It's kind of crazy. Well, it's just if you start eating food, then you have an endless limit to – like a John Stein that will give everybody COVID by the time. Uh, that, that's, the that's fair. I think the rule should be you got to have food in your mouth, and the second the food is done, you know, mask goes back up. <laughs> okay. It's like an eating contest. And if not, you're, show, you're, the, show the empty mouth. If not, you're, you're shot on demand. You know, that's how, that's how it goes. I don't know. It's crazy. It's been one weekend. Society is completely like reverted, unraveled. Yeah, it's amazing. Somebody needs to open like like little like COVID hostel hostiles. Uh, you know, where like if you have COVID, like you have a safe place to go where you can be with all the other COVID infected people. Because like it's just like it's crazy right now. If like one person goes down, it's like well, like now the whole you mean like a you like mean like a hostel for like triple vaxxed yeah that, COVID like, people, right? Just like like I don't know. Like I have like. So I was Christian, my roommate from Delaware. Like he could, he comes to the East Coast all the time. 
he came in, he was staying with his family, and like he got COVID, and like his like grandparents are here, and it's like he doesn't want to give the people COVID, but it's like a horror movie where like you know COVID's gonna get to everybody in the house now. <laughs> it's like he needs to go somewhere, like just like or like, there needs to be like a middle, like there should even be like a middle ground where it's like I could be getting COVID, but like, I'm not sure yet. Like just like you need like safe zones. Yeah, and is he vaxxed and everything or no? Yeah, he's vaxxed. He's he the booster. This is the other thing I keep finding interesting. They keep referring to people that had the two shots but no booster as fully vaccinated. That's, you're not fully vaccinated based on all the science. You not got those two shots within the last you know month or whatever. You're not you're not fully vaccinated. Yeah. So, I mean, how how long is the booster effective for? Like, everybody... well, basically the same as like is it two months. I, no, no. Well, so you're J, you're, you're confused because your J and J one was worth nothing basically. But correct. The, the Pfizer and Moderna I think are pretty good for like six months or so. The booster's good for six I months. I think it should be good for about six months. And so, the original is considered to be good for six months also? Right. Yeah, okay. Got it. All right. So, I mean, if you look at it, like, in June or, like, July, like, they're still good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I find it, yeah. I don't know. And obviously, it's different for, by person, but I guess the, the studies are, that's kind of the, yeah, I, I don't know if they're saying, like, that's the, that's probably the, I don't know if it's the average or, like, the, we, we know you're safe for six months, like, it, that's, like, kind of the minimum. I don't know how they're releasing the information anymore, but... I don't know. Are masks effective even versus for the strand? Like, I don't know. Yeah, just no one's wearing masks anywhere. Well, like, if I have a mask on, like, it's not getting through my can. No, 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 no. Way, remember, remember, it's that you're not going to give it to anyone if you're wearing the mask. Okay, oh, so it's only for other people's masks. It's still, that's yeah. still the case. They, 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 they started, like, bending what was the reality after people weren't wearing the mask because of this whole thing. But, like, that's still the, the, the true case. Yeah. You, need, yeah. you need everybody wearing masks, basically. Especially, I am. I, I, I don't know about you, but I kind of feel like I almost, like, want to get COVID now just because, like, it's, like, most societies going to have had COVID and be like, well, I can do whatever the fuck I want now for the next uh, four or five months. But see, that's not true because once the next variant comes out, it's like all this shit. Once the next variant comes out, your antibodies are no good anymore. It's the same thing. Like, Amy said the same thing. She's like, oh, you want to get COVID. I'm like, I don't want to get COVID. I just, like, I just am not afraid of it because I am triple vax- vaxxed and I will probably have a, if I have a cold, I can live with a cold. I'm not going to change, I'm not going to, like, stop doing things because of a cold. And, you know, yes, I have a baby, but, like, right. all the it's reporting out there is that babies aren't getting super sick from this, you know? Like, so, not going to work. You see old people, you know, like, you're... I don't, uh, there's no old people in my family that I'm seeing, you know... You consider your parents the old people? They're triple vaxxed. They're not old. Uh, they're yeah. they're, they're, they're low 60s. That's not old. Yeah, I like your optimism, but... Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And especially, like, trying to, like, you know, I have a wedding to play, you know. I got yeah, well, see, like, with that, all that stuff, like, yeah, I don't even think you can think far ahead. And, like, well, because I mean, things will be so different by then. It's like... Right, you hope this wave is gone. Yeah. And then, you know, you're kind of on a cleaner, like, two to three month span. I don't know. Garrett texted us today asking if we should have a contingency plan for your bachelor party. And we, we all agreed, no, we should not. Because, like, A, by March, like, hopefully this will be kind of... Like, everyone who's going to get this strain is going to get this strain. And B, like, we're not doing something super fucking lame. Like, like either way, so what's the contingency plan? Like, we're going to a house in some, like, remote area where we're all going to be up each other's asses the whole time? Like, yeah, what, yeah, the testing process and all that stuff. Yeah, right? yeah. There's, there's no contingency plans. It's either you try to live your life and, and get all the vaccines when you can and, uh, or, or don't. But, you know, and everyone knows what the risks they're taking, I think, at this point. Yeah, I'm kind of with that mentality. Yeah, I mean, like the uh, you know the Disney uh, marathons around the corner. My sister, my sister will be running in, and it's like uh, you know 
they want my aunt and uncle to get to take like a rapid test before coming to see them this weekend. But it's like so that you can so, so that you can go to Florida to yeah. Disney World and run with all these people. Right. So you can safely travel to Florida and do your marriage. I'm trying really hard as a, to not be the parent that because I feel like your sister totally is what I'm trying not to be. Like Amy's one of her sisters and and uh, brother in laws is is the is the couple that like. We have kids, so like, you need to abide by our rules, but we're not going to – we're going to do whatever the fuck we want. So like, we're, we're, we're going to hold everyone else around us to a higher standard uh, for COVID um, and, 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 and like, it or, like it or not. And I'm like, I, I can't be that way. I don't want to be hypocritical. Like I, I can't be going to restaurants and telling other, like, other people, like, oh, you can't go to restaurants and come and see my, like, my kid. Like, I just don't feel comfortable with that. Plus, like, the kids are going to school and daycare and are ex- more easily exposed to anything than, than yeah. we adults are. So – you know. No, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I don't know. You have, you have a very different lifestyle, Paul. You, you still do your stuff, the buzz, you know. You have a, a good a good daily life balance. Yeah. Different lifestyle than who? Your sister, you're saying? or uh, Well, any of those other kinds of parents, you know, who are more have more sticks up their butts, you know? Yeah. Well, no, they still do their own thing. They just make other people uh, repress what they do. It's ridiculous. <laughs> all right. So, so all right. Let, let, let's bring it back. We'll try fantasy one more time. Let me see. So you don't think, like, in a month from now... That the league will basically have reset, though it's to like kind of like the same playing field it was on three weeks ago. Our league or the NBA? No, well, I mean the NBA affects our league, so naturally, I would say both. I mean, yeah, like, you're probably right. So I guess the question is how many how many weeks does that mean that we're in chaos here? Does that mean for like a month? I mean, well, I think we've had over over a hundred players. That that's so that's that's like twenty percent of the season we're we're talking uh, affected by this. Uh, yeah, I mean. So probably like the last, I don't even think last week was really that affected. I guess whatever, the last week and this week have been affected. You know, let's say what, another four weeks of like this week's say where guys are, so I mean, and it's not, like, it's not getting any worse. It's well, okay. Like, this uh, is the worst. Here's, so. the, here's the doomsday scenario. Another variant comes in. in wow, come on. Well, I'm going to tell you. During the playoffs, playoff area, during our playoffs, because at that point, the reason that they don't feel they need to do anything now is because we're not into the playoffs. They don't want to have this super spreader going on right before the NBA playoffs. That may force a shutdown, right? Because that's where all, that's where the money is for the, the NBA. Players aren't available, I mean, right? Yeah, they they, they don't want they don't want Joe Johnson playing a playoff series. It could be fun, but yeah, probably not. Right? So, so there's a chance that our league goes into gets shut down again during our playoffs or something like that because the league is trying to avoid a full on crisis before the NBA playoffs. Hopefully at this point Yahoo would be able to adjust and be like, when they go into a bubble or whatever, we'll re- we'll resume the leagues. Yeah, you're right. But, but I but also I one staff member has a, a great contingency contingency plan set up. Yahoo. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think that guy's title is like? Like director of fantasy basketball operations or something like that. That's like his, his like sixth subtitle. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I don't know. It's, yeah, I don't know what would ugh, that would be a, a disaster. But I mean, that's not so. We still have another like ten weeks well, to go. Well, yeah, we have to wait till it. But it, I mean, the timing's not going to change. End of, end of March, yeah. Another another variant. Can, I mean, we'll get no, the we'll get the pattern. We'll when did Delta pop up? Delta was big in the summer. I mean, right? I mean, that was that was a little while ago. Summer fall. I think I think it crushed the. Oh, I don't get this map often enough. Um, no, it went like. Once we hit July, it went crazy. And look, I'm not trying to put, I'm not trying to speak this into existence. I don't want to be right. It went back down. By I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying this is a doomsday scenario for this our is league. Not a doomsday scenario. 
for our league. I mean, this is the be- this is probably the best time for it to happen. We got we got a little okay, we got a feet well we got to play the game a little bit. I would say, I mean, Trevier's kind of proven he's superior at least at the starting point than everyone else. For the rest of us, I mean, I think you know, there's some good teams, there's some crappy teams, there's some injury prone teams as we expected, but it's anybody's league. I mean, you know, Trevier's made six moves. He's not exactly gonna. You know. Yeah, I mean, imagine he made some moves earlier in the season and kind of like imposed his will. He'd have a real lead right now, but uh, I think he's I think he's pretty good to go. Uh, all right, what what else do you want to talk about fantasy? Because again, no, no one's rosters or performances are really interesting to me right now. Is there anything else that's on your mind fantasy wise? Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I'm I'm happy to you know roster bet over some players, but I mean, you know, I mean, I'd say. This league's going to be a you know a bit of a bloodbath in terms of like how competitive it is for those six playoff spots. I mean, like when you were talking about you know, oh being happy to hanging around, middling a little bit. Like, I think every game's going to matter if you want one of these playoff spots. Like, oh yeah, no, I mean like you basically, it's the first half of the season thing. Like, we're how many weeks in right now? We are on week ten. Halfway through. So to me, it's like once you once you run through the lineup once, that's when that's when people's gears start going. That's when the trades start going. Uh, all star like around all star of the trade deadline. That's when everyone really gets get like fucking pumped and like every matchup matters. But yeah, we're 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 quickly approaching. I think it would be happening now if not for this COVID outbreak that you know the first moves of the season would start to kind of hit. Um, but yeah, I I would think it's you know I I do think the teams that are currently in the top seven are going to be jockeying for it all season. That's kind of what I'm seeing. Uh, I think it'll be interesting to see whether. Kind of John holds Pat, or is actually willing to do something to risk his long term, you know, whatever to, to get himself firm in the playoffs here. Because um, I think the rest of us in the top six have, have made those moves before. So, um, and and we'll see if Duran, you know, what is Duran doing this week? Duran is currently at four or five to Levy. I think if he doesn't pull this out, I think he's dead in the water. I think this team is so injured. I think it's a mental hurdle. Yeah. Corey's up 7-2 right now, which actually would give him a nice propeller. Um, so I guess he's not dead yet, but, uh, you know, to me, Corey really needs to be in, like, fourth or fifth around this time of the year in order to be effective. True. We, we need a Corey that's, like, ready to, like, make a deal and, like, you know, make a push right. in order to ensure he's going to keep up. Because, yeah. I mean, his team is healthy again now, but... Like RJ Barrett's back, big whoop de do. He's in that spot where, like, he should test the waters with, like, a, one simple move. Or like you know, you're not not a three for one thing, or like just just make one simple move to like upgrade one spot on your roster, and and if it doesn't work out, then you sell that player as part of a deal going forward. Um, he did mix it up a little bit. He uh, you know he picked up Josh Giddy from me. Uh, you know, he returned for the Mitchell Robinson, and uh, there's one other player. I forget who the other one was, but yeah, we, we made a little swap skis. Uh, try and change our fates. I mean, my team was you know. I've had a bit of a bounce back the last few weeks, but I was a... Uh, two trades tra- for you. Very interesting. You know, I try and... When I feel like the mojo's not right, I try and be corrected. I was, I was having a, a tough time with my heavy... With my rookies, you know? Just the inefficiencies were killing my team. Yeah. I got Aldridge. That's what I got from him. And I've been fairly impressed by this rookie class, of, of course, except for my one that I reached on in Jalen Green, who's cut and... and will not, we'll not see the light of day in fantasy the rest of the year, I don't think. <laughs> Um, I can't imagine you last long with Garrett. Yeah, but um, a lot of these guys have been like – they've been too good to cut even if they're kind of turnover prone or inconsistent like most rookies are. Um, but 
this league is – I've been saying it for years now. The league is turning over, man. A lot of these young players are getting run, and they're, they're working like winning players on, on young teams. So um, it'll be interesting. And, and not necessarily the guys you always expect out of draft night either. Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely uh, a faster acceleration growth trajectory, it seems like, for the young player. I feel like what, when you're like – I don't know. Like if you're like 29, it's like, okay, like you're, you're only getting worse now. Like there's no more like priming like, until like your early 30s where like yeah. – you're outsmarting guys. It's like, possible we're also getting old. Where like the guys that were like those young, excited players are now just old. Like Josh Richardson, I, Tyler Johnson. I just I saw just got signed to a ten day, and I'm like that dude was on a massive contract like two seasons ago. And <laughs> I, like what what happened? I, you know these guys just fall off. But uh, yeah, it's kind of wild. All right, what any teams or players you want to talk about that that have excited you this uh, this season uh, since our last podcast? I'm trying to think. Um, teams or players that are really exciting me right now. Uh, I don't know if I have anybody I really want to zone in on too much. I'm, I mean, I do agree with you, like, John is going to need to, you know, make some improvements on his roster in the long run. I mean, I don't know. Like, I, Miles Turner's got three blocks a game, but, like, nobody else is blocking shots on this team besides Al Horford, who, I don't know, you can't really count on to be there for you when it matters. So, I, it just seems like John's walking into the same, like, high-risk scenario where... He needs, like, the percentages to fall his way perfectly. And, I mean, free throw is just, I don't know. To me, like, to me, like, a perfect swap. Like, Justin wants blocks out of his centers. And, like, th- they should do the Indiana center swap. Justin should give John Miles uh, uh, Sabonis and John should give him Miles Turner. That works for both teams because Miles uh, Sabonis does no, <laughs> nothing defensive stats-wise. John's punting those anyway pretty much. And, uh He'll get, he'll get all the other nice stuff from Sabonis that, that blends with this team. I guess, I don't know if the rebounding would help John so much, but the, the, the percents would be a nice a nice thing, and the scoring certainly uh, would be highly valued. Uh, I will say, Andrew's team, uh, I'm still not so convinced that, like... No, he, he's, a, he's a moves warrior. He's made a lot of good moves this season, I think. Um, which in the, in the, past, the past few seasons, he made a lot of moves. I think his moves have, been, have worked out more for him this year. Um, he's he's written out a couple of tough weeks with like Jaw and Devin Booker out of action, and they're back. Uh, Lamelo's back, I think, from his COVID spell. So like, he's looking better now. But like, I still don't think this team is that great. Where are you on Jaw as a fantasy player? Well, we've had this. I mean, yeah, Jaw. I'm not convinced still that like. I mean, a lot of it's gonna be the field goal percentage, I'd say, and you know, like the three point shot will presumably get there over time. But I'm not convinced he's going to be like a you know a high level shooter. I think shooting now is like like if you don't shoot like 48 percent or better, like you're not going to be a shooter anymore. Like shooting seems to keep getting better. I know it's all down this year, but the, the problem in our league now is like you know it's only the top two rounds. If if uh, you know our food's about to arrive, I'm answer. very excited. Um, you know if if you're not a top 24 guy, like you, it's it's a lot harder to keep when we had that third round. As a keeper round, like you could verify, justify rather, having a guy who's young, who you feel could eventually be a top 15 player and taking them in the third round. Now it's a lot less justifiable when you only have the, 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 you know, the top two picks. Um, so if he's going to be keeping John in one of those first two spots, like he needs to get to that, he needs to at least get to top 24 value quickly. You know, it, it's, it's a, lot, a lot more of a risk. Um, he's currently 36. Average stats for the year. Okay, but average stats, the guy can't stay healthy and 
Yeah, no, I'm, I, I feel you. Grizz is a pr- very impressive basketball team, like, NBA-wise. Yeah, and, and, like, none of them are really that good fantasy-wise, this season at least. Um, you know, is Triple J ha- having a good fantasy season? I, that He's I, actually I been good. I was, okay. I was just thinking about him. Did Andrew not get him? Who has him? Uh, Garrett? That's what I'm thinking. Where did he end up? He, he was I was I was kind of sour on him going into the season. You were... That was the one I kept saying to you, like, I don't know why you're so sour on him. He's, uh... I just, well, he's not a great shooter. No, he's a very good shooter. That's his whole thing. Yeah, he's a good three-point shooter. Is he an Eric player? I feel like Eric also likes the Big Ten guys. Uh, nope. Right, let's pull this guy up and search. Yeah, we're... we're done. Is it Trivier? No way. Uh, it's Trivier. Wow. Trey Chick. Trey... Dude, you took French for how many years? How many years did you take French for? <laughs> How many years? I mean, I feel like and what's also funny is I feel like I remember you hearing you say Trey Chic so many times in presentations because like you it was a phrase you knew from Common what English. Is what is Chic? Chic is like um, like fancy. You no, it's like very uh, like stylish. Yeah, fancy. Okay, thank you. I don't think I use Chic. That doesn't sound like it's, it's in my head that you use Trey Chic like five times on a presentation once. Because like we used to do those those modules where you do clothes, you know. Okay. So it's like, I'm like ah, like yeah, very stylish uh, sweater. Yeah. Say say Trey Chic, and because like it was because it was a thing that people used to say. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and now you're saying Trey Chic. Ah, oh, too it's too good. Sure. You took you took French in college. Because yeah, I had to. It wasn't by choice. I'm yeah. Give me a break here. Come on. <laughs> I don't see you going to France and, you know, getting directions to the restaurant, Paul. No, both of us equally failed at ordering ham sandwiches, but... I I got us to the restaurant, though. I used my French. I spoke to the local. uh, But we had to go to that meal in that side town. Uh, Like, where we had to, like, travel, like, an hour out for the rehearsal dinner. We had to... Oh, yes. Okay, I remember that town. Uh, We got dropped off at the train station. Yes. We were like, what the fuck? Right. I I spoke to a local, and I was like, you know... (laughs) We're (laughs) in (laughs) the (laughs) restaurant. But what? I forget what straight is. I have no idea. I think it was a two word term. I I never made it to directions in my French education. In in Bobo, we didn't learn that. They figured we we lost. Not surprised. But no. But Jaron Jackson should still, even with a good year so far, he's at about one point eight blocks, two three pointers, lovely, lovely things. Well, I and I received our McDonald's. And uh, I cut off our recording a minute, for a minute there. And uh, not really worth the cutoff, Ira. They sent us the wrong stuff. We got, we got a full refund, which is nice. We got free McDonald's. How are the nuggets that came instead of your sandwich? I mean, I, I love some McNuggets. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. This person had good taste, got the honey mustard. But, I mean, I don't know. It's, I mean, it's a, a, a little what the fuck would breathe. But, you know, more so the driver. Like, you can pick the right bag, dude. He, he told me, he's like, this is what they gave me. It's not my fault. And I'm like, yeah, I, I messaged him first. Yeah, Jaron Jackson Jr. would not fuck this order up. All I'm yeah, saying. Well, I mean, yeah, but Jaron Jackson, I, mean, I still can't shoot. Until he can shoot, he's basically just, he gives you some good three-pointers from center position. But two three-pointers is not like exceptional stuff. Everybody gives you three-pointers nowadays. So he's a block dude with a nice free throw percentage. You just said though, from the center possession position, that's a good, that's a very nice stat. Yeah, but like, 
Okay, so you get a little extra three-pointer boost in the pants, but like that's not enough to make them like a third-round value or something like that. You know, there's, there's a lot more to be done. As we just as we just discussed with Jock, just like there's a there's a whole big range of like thirty to sixty in fantasy basketball. You know, we're just like, eh, you're good. You might be good at one or two things. But like, you know, you have a lot of holes in your game. You don't like deliver like huge numbers in any in any area. I mean, that's still where Jared Jackson's falling right now. Uh, he may not be a mentality guy for like ever putting up monster numbers. To be honest, I, you know that's like the one thing with him. He always seemed like he has all the physical tools, and like has the. He's not like a physical tools guy that can't put it together. Like he's really good, but like I don't know that he wants like mega stardom necessarily. So who knows? Maybe he'll maybe he'll shock and like have like the John Collins type break up break out at some point. Um, but I just can't see him ever like demanding, especially with Jaw there. Like he's never going to be the guy. So I don't know if he'll ever get to that that peak of a fantasy superstardom. You know that you're talking about here. I mean, it's not, easy. not many teams have, uh, you know, two guys in, like, I don't know, at the top 30, for example. I can't really think of a... Yeah, like Denver when, when uh, Murray's healthy. Yeah, like the Nets. Well, Murray's, Murray's not a top 30 player. But he's he's borderline, like 36. Yeah. Mm. I don't know, that, like, that's, like, one example. Like, maybe maybe DeRozan, like, this season is top 30 with Levine. And Lonzo's kind of close when he's healthy, but I think health issues... Uh, Knock him down a few pegs in my mind as well. By the way, can, can we double check? Yeah. I, always, I feel like every year I'm always like, is the trade deadline on the right day? Right now it's on March 3rd, which is, I think, like probably like week 18. That sounds way wrong. It should, be, so. it should be right up. Yeah, because it should be the, the Thursday after the uh, trade deadline. So March 3rd is on week 19. Yeah, so that's week 19. When's the NBA All-Star game? NBA, or trade deadline or All-Star game? Well, it's because the trade deadline is usually the week after the All-Star game. All right, let's check this out. NBA trade deadline. 2022. Uh, All right, we'll get fry action from, from this pot of fries here. And if you have a medium, I asked for a large fry. Well, because they gave us a total wrong order, so. Fucking COVID. I feel bad for the other person who also didn't get what they want. Do you think this is one person eating this meal that was ordered, or two people? They got one, one. They got one drink, a quarter pounder meal, um, and ten piece nugget. I think that's one person meal, right? That's one fat dude, right? I guess so. I can't imagine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or I think it could be like one of us and like our our wife. You know, like that's also fair. I want I want to think that we took we ruined some fat guys' night, which is. I feel bad. You'd rather a fat guy than a, than a guy like us? With his, yeah, because the guy with the wife, like, he has to fucking deal with the wife now, bitching money. I didn't want McDonald's in the first place. You need to get this shit, now it's wrong. Like, it's a whole thing, man. Trade it in line. February 10th. Garrett. Sleeping on the job here. The guy already moved, you know? What do you expect? Yeah. Out of sight, out of mind. Out of sight, out of mind. Totally. Totally. All right, well, that's fine. Um, should we talk some Rutgers? Is it too soon for that? I mean, we talk Rutgers. I mean, college basketball, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like... Well, just, I, I want to, you know, last time we were on the podcast, you were basically done with the Rutgers basketball. You said, I'm never going to a, a game in the rack this year. True. That's changed, it I think. It like it, but... 
Well, with his latest wave. Yeah, get that popcorn. That's kind of like that's kind of half the reason to go, right? But they beat Purdue, then they lose to Seton Hall, um, pretty annoyingly. Um, how did you feel about the Purdue game? Well, let's not talk about the Purdue game. I mean, it's a very weird team. I don't know. Just like Ron Harper Jr. is one of like. I, I don't understand Alfred Jr. Like I, I don't think he's an NBA player like whatsoever. Oh, absolutely not. Like no, there is. There, what role does he have in the NBA? He's he's a six eight guy, so he's like a like I guess in theory he's a power forward in the NBA, but he doesn't want to be guarding power forwards. His name is like Carmelo, and like but way worse. Yeah, well, obviously way worse. But. Because he doesn't have a scores mentality. That's like the thing. Like he, he doesn't want to shoot. He wants to shoot, but like he's too slow. Way too like, slow. He's not athletic enough. There's nothing. There's nothing about his game that like should make you think he's an NBA player. So like, I don't know why. Like analysts. Like, yeah, he he can shoot contested jumpers, which like okay, that that's like a nice skill to have. But like that's not how you become an NBA player. Like and like I feel like he's doing against like college players who like and some of them are really good. But, like, I, I just feel like when he moves up a level, like, they're going to figure him out in two minutes and they're going to block the shit out of him, and that's it. He's, he's, he still isn't in shape after four years, which is, like, a real problem, in my opinion. And, like, and like, a, and like indicates a work ethic issue. Who do, do you blame more? Is it the coaching or the players that are... Like, I think it's the, has the same issue. I think it's the players, because, I mean, I saw, what, like, the guys in the early... Pykele era transformed. Like Omarui, incredible transformation. Shaq Dorson, Miles Johnson. Like the guys that want to transform, transform. They have all the resources there to do it. Um, Geo, I, I actually even think Geo's body looks really good this season, and his shot making has been very good this season. But like he was out with that injury. Um, it's the same every year in him, though. Every year he has at least one like. Ankle injury, you know, just like something that seems to make him hamper him. Only the last two years. So, it's only been the last two years. The year before that, he played point guard out of position for the entire season, and because uh, like he's not really a point. That, I mean, to me, that's that's Geo's issue is that he's a shooting guard, and the team won't run him off screens. Like, give the guy like three open shots a game, and he's gonna make them all. But I don't know. You came into the Rutgers Geo bit we're talking about. He played 31 minutes a game as a as a freshman. Yeah, unrecruited freshman, by the way. Yeah. So it makes no, like his career makes no sense. He shot his best percentages from three as a freshman. Like he was off ball to Corey Sanders. Yeah. And he was he was young as a freshman. Twenty points a game as a freshman. Yeah. His his career high is twelve point two as a sophomore. Like who's what kind of career is that? Out of Geo Baker, I mean, it seems that it's best when he was scoring less. But they brought in better players as part of it, and he was and he actually allowed. Those players, like he allowed Jacob Young to run the point, and who's better though? I don't even know if anyone's better. I don't know. It, well, it, he he accepted the role that was given to him. It's not his fault. I, I think Pykele limits his players a little I bit. Mean, you're, you're hitting the nail on the head there, calling something the role. Geo Baker's probably a role player at the end of the day. Well, but that's, to me, Geo has a better shot. Like he, I can see him getting into an NBA program, and like because we know he has a work ethic. Like what he what he came in as. He's a lot better than what he came in as. Um, if he goes to like a really good, like if he goes to Houston, 
there's no reason he can't be a really good like ten minute off the bench guy. I felt Jacob Young was actually the best pro player on the team last year. Jacob Young, because to me, he is in terms of like, a perfect NBA microwave score. He's a perfect NBA microwave score. He's never gonna be a starter, but like the guy that comes off and plays like the end of the you know, the third quarter, end of the first quarter, like and just gets hot. And locks down the other team's point guard. That's like that's perfect. Young talk a little more like Marcus Smart gave to him. That's, I think that's a good player conference from Ray's perspective. He was definitely the most athletic specimen on the entire team. I mean, I don't. Maybe Miles Johnson didn't want to become an engineer. You know, right? He could have he, a he, career as like a backup center. Yes, but it's a very weird team. Uh, like uh, I. The co- you have to be happy with the coaching staff, but like, but you have to also be unhappy with the coaching staff. I, I, I'm, everyone's on the same page. I think, like, sure it's annoying because like, disappointing. Obviously, he's a great coach that he brought them down from. Like, he brought them to where they got to the last two seasons, you know, from where they were. But like, it's just annoying that like this team now is just stunted. But they also don't have the guys that play the way that he likes, which is really weird. But that also, whose fault is that? Um, I kind of. Like with COVID, like it's not fair they didn't get that first NCAA run. Like yeah, because like two, two, two out of five seasons in the NCAA tournament was like pretty good. Out of you know, I don't know. All right, Rutgers football weird. I'm not watching the not game. Embarrassing. I'm not watching that game. Also, why is the academics now an NCAA uh, like measuring? Point? So they can put it on a commercial era. They can still put it on a commercial anyway. It's, an, it's insane. Who would take that offer? I, uh, is, is it like uh, no Rutgers or something? They're gonna get killed. They are gone. Like someone's gonna get killed because they haven't been practicing for the last month. Just a mockery. I, don't know. Yeah. I mean, whatever. I got. He texted me twice today, <laughs> joking that if I wanted to go, and I'm like, "Are you going?" He's like, "No." I'm like, "So." So basically, if you said yes, he would, <laughs> he would have looked into tickets. Yes. Uh, yeah, you know. Looking forward, right? Yeah, they have New Year's. They have New Year's plans. That's the problem. So. Uh, for New Year's. Yeah. Gotcha. I just work on these fries. They sent us one fucking fry, guys. One medium fry. Yeah, embarrassing. Inappropriate. They're not. They're kind of cold, but they're good. You got the salt part right. Salt is perfect right now. Yeah, I ended the vegan experiment that I was going through. So, which is probably goodness for the podcast. You think that's permanent? A permanent closure. Probably. I'm not convinced that it did anything in the day. And I mean, I'm sure a vegan will say I didn't do it well enough because, like, I had a cheat meal. Like, but no, but that's the thing. Weeks. If you're not able to do it, then you're not able to do it. That's like, you know. All right. It's okay. Yeah. So, there's no fault there. You tried. You gave a good, good effort. We're doing, some, we're doing some strength training now in a PT, and my body's responding okay. What made them finally decide to do strength training as opposed to the other stuff they were doing? The other stuff wasn't like getting me like forward through, yeah. Uh, that's my assessment. Okay. I'm satisfied with the experience so far. Uh, I like. I recently got a massage chair for my birthday. For my Ooh, house. like from Brookstone? No, 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 like a pad. Like so, you like throw it like. On it goes over like yeah, gotcha. So it's it's actually kind of nice. So I'm uh I'm gonna keep fucking around with that. I don't know why, but Amy's dad accidentally ordered like too many Theraguns. So now we have one of those lying around here. Do you have do you have that? You know what it is though, right? Um, it's like one of those it. massage guns, basically. That thing is awesome. Yeah. yeah. You, just, you just don't want to do it for you. You can't apply to yourself. Well, on your back or on your back, you wouldn't be able to do it to, to yourself. 
Right, right, right. But like, I've done my shoulder, and it's incredible. It's like the ball, like right? yeah, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, tennis shoulder coming home. I've had some issues. I think because I haven't played in years, and like I've ramped it up. Like, and I've been good for the last few weeks until last time I played. I had like a ten minute service game. It was like it was like fifteen deuces. And I was serving, and it was like an hour and a half into playing that was happening. So the next morning, I woke up very sore, but hmm. and mostly, mostly fine. Um, what else we need to discuss? We, we we covered Levy's wedding on the last podcast. Yeah, I think we covered the wedding. I think we now have bachelor party planning is is on the way for you. Underway. Underway. You guys have your shit together. Yeah, the uh, the surveys have been out. Um, we'll have dates soon. Vegas baby, people are on board. I think pleasantly surprised. I think with that. And uh, what's, what's the bankroll recommendation? How much do I need to save? Uh, I mean, if I were you, I would just really be ready to go. You know, be ready to go. I, I'd be putting half your paychecks for the next, you know, two three months into into this trip. Okay, half your paychecks in this trip. That's post tax, or yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Wouldn't it be great if there was like a pre-tax like gambling option? That's coming. Probably, probably the way America is going right now. In like ten years, they'll be like, "Oh, like yeah, just directly deposit your to your DraftKings account and like uh, and tax-free dollars." That's what, that's our whole, our country is going to be a fucking gambling system. Sort of beginning DraftKings benefits. Yeah, I, I think so. I think that's realistic. Hmm. Are you going to be showing up back showing back up for the? Uh, the Pokestars boom pole? I'll show up for the... I didn't respond to the email because I don't want it to be planned around me, but I will likely show up to whichever date it is because once Joey's in bed, I can kind of do anything I want. So, uh, yeah, as I said, I don't mind playing, you know, you know, once a quarter, once every six months, whatever. Just the weekly is too much for me. I just don't enjoy it. Yeah, no. I agree. Yeah, it'll be nice for a turn to the uh, Pokestars screen. Have we decided on a date? It's a John Stein production. Things are. I don't think he's ever coordinated anything before. Not well. Besides, like his Super Bowl party, which his mom probably threw together. <laughs> I can't. You know, not not too much. Um, no, so good. We have Poker Stars coming. We have Vegas coming. We have uh, semi New Year's at, at Amy's parents if we all make it without Omicron. Yeah, what's, what's what's our COVID plan for that? If you don't have COVID, you're in. Yeah. And uh, what else is going on? I think I think that's really it, man. There's a landmark events. What, I think Garrett moved since, since the last podcast. Garrett has moved. The league's still standing. The league is still standing, though though it was an incorrect trade deadline. Yeah, that that needs to get fixed. We'll, we'll text him immediately after this podcast. If you, uh, actually, I imagine you already texted him as we're sitting here. Uh, my hands are greasy from the French fries. That's fair enough. I'll get to it. Don't you worry. Yeah. But when's Theron supposed to arrive? Oh, that, that's an update that I, I don't know if I'm you know allowed to give, but I'm going to give it anyway. Theron <laughs> texted today that uh, they found a renter for their apartment in Chicago, so that was like one of the one of the hurdles that you know what they were doing with that apartment. So that person's moving in like January 22nd, so he's going to be in New Jersey around that time. So. Okay, nice. He has a place, or he's a- no? They're they're looking though. Now they're able to look aggressively because they know they have a renter coming in. No, uh-huh. so. That's exciting. Yeah. Good times. Yep, it'll be good. And um, anyone else need to check off the list here? I don't. I don't. Was that my best pawn performance like ever? The other, the other week. Oh, we should talk about that. Yeah, at your birthday thing. Um, 
by far. You won like multiple games, no hopping. John stunk. I would. I think I was like five hundred a day, but I feel like I would have like. I, I, I think you guys may have body swapped because John is usually pretty good. Oh, John was doing his weird bullshit that he normally does either. Like where he like goes like super diagonal. Who's doing side shots? I think I heard that anybody who does the side shots or the long shots isn't good at your point. Okay, but it's, I've, it's, I've it's seen so, him. I've I seen him like, perform well though. I don't think I've rarely seen you perform well. I, I'm a solid beer pong player. You, you watched the session, right? I haven't seen the last two episodes. Uh, it doesn't matter. It's it's like the it's like I've seen uh, like Kendall like I've never seen Logan get fucked. That's like whereas I've seen you get you were the Kendall Roy in this. Example. I'm the Kendall. Oh yeah, man, you're always getting fucked. You're talking a big game, and you're often getting fucked. You're not a good player, Ira. I am a good player. You're fine. You're fine. I don't think anyone's really bad. I don't think anyone's really bad in our. I don't think. No, I feel like. I think in our group, everyone's either like average. Aaron's good. Right, Aaron's good. I think Silver's is pretty good, and I think John is closer to that top tier than. He's better than you. No way. Yeah, I think you're wrong. I don't see it. Anybody just the side shots or deep shots? I also think sometimes your analyses go back too many years. In the last five years, he's definitely been much better. Barely played the last five years. You've barely played. John has played a lot. John has been a, a uh, you know <laughs> out doing <laughs> things. Okay. Oh yeah, man. I know what's going on. I gotta be scouting for these kind of arguments, you know. That's fair enough. We always need a new gimmick for the pod. Garrett used to be really good. I don't know that he would. Garrett? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I almost won the Pong tournament at uh, his bachelor. Anyone could win a single Pong tournament. I've been in those positions too to win a Pong tournament, okay? Anyone could win a single Pong tournament. Also, when you have a, like, a random draw, all it really comes down to is like being like, a, a double a double male team. There, exactly, that's my point. Well, every team was due to the bachelor party. God. Mm-hmm. I have to work with you. <laughs> Never to make the playoffs with this guy. Which bachelor party was this? Garrett's bachelor party. Oh, we just died. So you were probably sleeping. Oh, was it water pong? It doesn't even count. I don't fucking know. Every it does, doesn't know. No, no, but no, but it does, it, yeah, it's not the same though. Gary's bachelor party, you know, it could be a water pong. Yeah, it's fair, especially during COVID times. It's shocking, we're all to all touch the balls. <laughs> yeah, it's just three months, so we got it done. Just hope you guys can get mine together. You know. Oh, it'll be fine. You're concerned? You seem concerned. No, oh, I just, I don't. I, mean, I think it's a scary time for people. Folks went back out. I don't. Th- I don't think so. I think everyone's pretty hyped up. Yeah. I, I don't think our friends are scaring by this Omicron quite like uh, other groups of people have been. Yeah. No. I don't get that impression. I mean, I think it's seriously. I feel bad if you all got COVID. You know, just uh... if we have cold symptoms, I can live with a cold symptom to to go to Vegas with my boys for a weekend. You know, it's not so bad. Yeah, well, there's the children. You know, trying to get yeah. people. Yeah. yeah. That's fine. We'll be here for the wedding, so it's good. Perfect. Perfect. You got a bad jelly bean? Which one? Which one did you get there? I think I, had, I ate like the dark gray with like red spots. On is, it. is that your favorite Harry Potter candy? Uh, it might. It might be. I'm not. I'm also into like cra- crazy candy, you know. Yeah, I like these fizzing whizbies. They're just like they're basically pop rock chocolates. Like a crunch bar kind of thing. Try it. Mm. No, it's not like a crunch bar. It. It's gonna. It's gonna crack. You had exploding cow. Chocolate in, in uh, Israel? Yeah. It's like that. Yeah, it's like, yeah, like rice krispies. It's not like rice krispies. It, it fizzes in your mouth. It's not fizzing, really. Yeah, it's hold your tongue. Hold your tongue after you bite. 
Uh, okay, nine. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Hmm. In the movies, what do they say? Those are those supposed to be like fairies? Uh, that thing? Yeah, I guess so. Hmm. I don't. I don't know. Like, you know, I don't know how much detail they go into about all the candies. And they talk about chocolate frogs a lot because they have the cards. So like, that's what you learn about Dumbledore initially. But like, other than that, they don't really go into much detail. But and the the, the jelly beans, obviously. But other than that, they don't like detail the candy so specifically. I think. What we need at some point is like they really need to go all in on like the joke shop, and have some cool like Weasley's wizard. They have that, Wizard Weasley, but they could go a lot further. I feel like they must have had that in Universal. Universal. I I don't remember it, but they did. It's not my thing, but I'm not rather eat the food and drink the drinks. Yeah. All right. Is that it? Uh, I feel like we're dragging. Right, shut down. All right. Yeah, I'm sorry. You're having a hard time with the the fancy basketball season, Paul. Mm-hmm. I'm not having a hard time with it. I was having a really, I was really enjoying it until like the last week and a half, and we'll come through. But it's just like it's annoying that we have to come through this. You know, it's like we thought we thought we were through it, and you know, it's Brother, it's, it's, it's not just, it's just not a COVID. It's not a league specific thing. It's, uh, it's all society thing. You know, arguing with parents about. Like, you know, them asking every little detail again. It's like, it's all coming no, back. That's what, it's for, that's what they do even when society is normal. I know. It's annoying. It's just annoying. Anyway, we'll leave you on that very positive note. Uh, well, is Bradley Beal still not vaccinated, by the way? What's that? Is Bradley Beal back there? I don't think so. Yeah, well. He might I'm be, fucked. He may be out for a while. keeper, yeah. Yeah. He might be dead. No, if he so. dies, at least I don't have to keep him anymore. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, no, I really, no, no, I really sour on him. I thought about trading him. For like next to nothing, like two weeks ago, before he was out, I'm just sick of him. Maybe I had a, I had a deal in my head lined up with Eric, but uh, not that he knows that. But um, <laughs> I'm glad you treat Eric's man. Mm-hmm. I, there were like some young players on his team I was targeting. I'm like, uh, these are all more fun than Bradley Beal, who's been pretty terrible this season. Wizards um, are free falling real fast. Yeah, they're not good. Beal's not a good leader, it seems like. So. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but they had like he did. He did lose to Eli Carter Rutgers team. So, uh, how much winning quality could he really have? Uh, <laughs> yes, that, that that will define him for life. <laughs> in my eyes. All right. Well. Oh no. Oh, okay. I'll ask you. That. Let's end this on a more positive note because that triggers something for me. Yeah. After Rutgers beat Purdue, someone asked me that was one of the best five games I've been to in person. Um, I think. It was close, but I'm not sure if it was. I said that that Florida game was really good. So, what, off the top of your head, name the top three sporting live sporting events you've ever been to. Top three live sporting I haven't been to. I don't fucking know. I don't know. I feel like all my games are Rutgers games. Um, top three sporting events I've ever been to. I can't remember. I feel like probably it'd be like. I mean, they all gotta be Rutgers games. But I don't even know which. You don't. Remember, you don't remember being at particularly good Rutgers games. There was a lot of times where like they kept it close and lost down the stretch, you know, things of that. Does that mean that I was there for the longest honor shot, like that kind of thing? Oh, that was versus Providence. Okay, that's a good game. Yeah, just probably a Seton Hall game. Okay, you and I went to the Seton Hall Rutgers game and Corey Sanders like basically did it himself. That was a pretty good game. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, we saw. Yeah, that was a good one. I don't know. I haven't been so many last forty minutes. I think uh, to stack up. I'm lacking in that department. Yeah, I, I have been to a lot of Rutgers basketball games with you, like, in, you know, in the hallway when they've lost the game. So, I usually haven't been to too many, too many where they've been on the winning side of things, unfortunately. 
how many wins this team? I guess in the last two or three years, but before that, yeah. Yeah, I don't think I have anything good, though, for this. Well, that said, I, I think you need to strive for in your next decade of life to go to some <laughs> winning sporting events, Ira. Maybe. I, I mean, I'm, I'm fine watching on TV. It's, I've come to accept it. It's a pretty good experience, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Uh, what modern TV can do, you know, yeah. the luxuries having your home. And, I don't know. Thanks, Bill Simmons. All right, with that, uh, we're, we're out of here. Happy... Uh, Merry Christmas to, like, the two of you that celebrate it. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Keep off the COVID. Yep. Show up to the bachelor party. No COVID excuses. Yeah. Drew the champion. We'll, we'll obviously do a podcast before the bachelor party. Just, you know, expectations, fears. Do we have a date yet, or is that not been a... No, Garrett sent out, like, the reminder email today, so we should have one, like, in the next two days, I would imagine. Yeah. It might be after the playoffs are already hit. Yeah. yeah. Or actually, no, the trade deadline. No, no, it'll be, it'll be for... Yeah. yeah. Anyway, let's get out of here. I need to go bother Garrett to change his fucking trade deadline. All right. See you later, Iris.